Welcome to Business Talk Sister Rock. I'm Becca, and today's podcast episode title is Dealing with Business Burnout Part 2. And if you haven't listened to part one of this series, you should go back and listen to the episode right before this. And uh, I honestly, it is near and dear to my heart, business burnout. And when I was listening, I went back and listened to the first episode before doing this one because I was just so hot under the collar about (laughs) how passionate I am about this and wanting you to know about what burnout looks like and how to overcome it because wow, I've just experienced it so many times. And so really go back and listen to that. It's got some really good stuff in there. And honestly, I was so nervous about sharing a lot of that stuff with you all because it's, it's something that's affected me so deeply. And, and that's a lot of, um, pure honesty. And so definitely go check that out. And this week we're going to be talking about, um, like we said, burnout is the first part. The series of stressors is what we talked about last week being the definition if you have a series of stressor that builds to burnout. So this week I want to talk about identifying those stressors and what they are because I think that if we can identify what's causing the stress, it's a lot easier to deal with. Now more common than one would actually realize, a stressor in business can actually be another person or a series of people, uh, which would be, if it's a series, it's commonly a culture or subculture of the business that you're part of. And uh, man, I wish I had known about this when I first started managing people. Because if I would have known so much about how trauma affects the brain and how um, just all of these different things in socioeconomic cultural differences that are happening within our society today, it would have seriously set me up for a lot more success. Just understanding other people's brains is is so valuable and like diversity of neurodevelopment is a real thing. And, and I am so passionate about that now because I didn't realize how ignorant I was on the topic until I started really digging in, in a lot of ways. And, and I'm going to be transparent with you in this. Um, this is something I've never shared on the podcast before, but I feel that it's valuable to share it right now because um, I'm going to be having some guests and this would be a part of a series that I want to do on getting creative with hiring and all these different things. Um, I have been for the last, I don't know, three, three, four years now, three years, uh, a foster parent. And that has probably been one of the biggest trips of my life I've ever been on and has matured me the most in life than I ever have. Anything I've learned in business pales in comparison to what I have learned as being a parent to children who have been traumatized at some point in their life. And Oh my goodness, I've learned so much. I've wept so much. <laughs> and I've I've done a lot of things through that. And so I think it's really important to understand that during burnout, a piece of that, the stressor can be another person. And sometimes they don't even realize that they are the ones causing this stress over and over again. And part of the reason for that is because there are many family cultures out there that that is just a way of life to live in a state of crisis. And 
it's not the same for every single person. If you come from a family that didn't live in a state of crisis all the time, your worldview and how things work is completely different. And working with somebody who causes a lot of crisis or um, acts in a certain way that makes you think, why Why are we doing this? It's just not logical. Um, that can be something that was learned from a young age. And if you're having difficulties with this person, it may be because just your whole development in life is completely different. And and honestly, there's a lot of people who have lived in crisis that don't know how to live with, with peace, period. And when they have a time of stability, a long time of stability, it suddenly feels so uncomfortable because they've never had that in their life that they look to create crisis so that they can feel normal. And that's a huge part of, of working with people that have come from a place maybe of, uh, honestly, of poverty a lot of times because when you're in poverty, you're focused on survival. And a crisis for you could be your hot water heater going out. It could be that you spent all your money on like cable and you didn't have enough for food. And so you're reallocating constantly, but spending in the moment. And if you've grown up in a culture like that, where you have to spend today because you don't know if you'll live tomorrow, it can really create some habits that affect your relationships with other people as you're getting out of poverty. And and working in business and with people that have had those experiences, or not even just poverty, but emotional um, traumatic experiences from others who've done things to them can really affect the people you're working with. So you are receiving a lot of times from those people that have been traumatized, secondary trauma. And that can put a lot of stress on you as a person. And a lot of times we don't even realize that it's secondary trauma. They're small things that you never realized were happening. So let me give you an example of this. If you've ever worked with somebody who just gets grouchy when you bring up certain topics or maybe a certain time of day or maybe it's just you in general they really don't like, um, that can just be really stressful on your body and make you feel uh, un uncared for. And it can have effects to just wreck your whole day. Negative comments have a really bad effect on your actual physical body. And so recognizing when that person may be saying something to you that is mean or maybe uncalled for and being able to say, you know what, that does not need to control my life. That does not need to be what I identify with as who I am. And actually taking the moment to self-reflect on the stressor that's constantly coming after you and saying, I don't need to live in crisis is a huge part of being able to have resilience in going back every day. And um, if you are a business owner that works with people in crisis or maybe you're subcontracting for the government and meeting a need with like maybe in a partnership with a nonprofit or whatever, there are so many times where you can work with people who are constantly in crisis and it can burn you out. 
And so this is a really big piece of this. Now, if you are working in a culture where there's lots of burnout happening because there's been over over time just a culture of burnout that's been created that is a whole nother level of wanting to take a step back and really identifying which is the core contributor to the stress and maybe it's more than one but that's the point is you need to take a step back and start writing down okay when this happens this is how I feel Um, and and there's a huge reason for that and I'm going to explain it if you can name what is causing you the stress, you can tame the reaction that your body has so that you are not as easily affected by it in the future. So that's a huge piece of understanding stress is what is the core issue that is stressing me out. And I know in the last episode, we kind of talked about um, taking that time for space and rest um, I, I'm going to advocate for this again and again because quite honestly, I had to do this um, this month twice. The first time it was just for a weekend and I just unplugged and said, okay, full disclosure, I did take a bunch of Instagram photos. <laughs> but besides that, I really didn't talk to anybody. I didn't send any emails. I just said, we're going to a cab and we're going to just unplug and just sit around and do nothing for for a weekend and you know something in that weekend I didn't realize this I have like I scheduled a doctor's appointment I had all this stuff going because I've just been having excruciating back pain for for months and doing absolutely nothing for one weekend the last day of that weekend I woke up and had no back pain it was amazing and I was like oh my goodness I didn't realize that the amount of stress that I was under every single day is the contributing factor to why my back hurts it's because I sleep at night all my muscles get tense because I'm dreaming about the crises that are going to happen again and again and again and I need to disconnect from those so that that was wonderful Um, did the stress go away when I went back at it on Monday? No, but you know what? I needed that time to recognize, oh, that's what's causing this. And since then, every time my back has started to hurt, I've been able to say, oh, that means that I am getting too stressed out, either thinking about this subject or doing something that's making my body tense in a way that I need to take a break from. And I've been able to take those moments and say, now I need to stop and I need to go stretch. I need to go exercise, whatever, to get my body in a place where it is safe and healthy to return to what I'm doing. And and this is the really big thing that I think a lot of us miss in burnout and stress your body is trying to tell you that it feels unsafe. And back in the day when when we were running away from like tigers and lions or whatever else that was coming after us, our bodies were like, we're not safe, we're not safe. And until you can run away from whatever that is, your body didn't think that it was getting itself safe. And so the exercise is so important. The the stretching, relaxing your muscles and telling your brain, it's okay, my body is safe. And I cannot stress this enough, no pun intended, given we're talking about stress and burnout. Okay, so 
when we're talking about that action step, so this is the other thing that I realized and I was able, I was so blessed to be able to separate from a core stressor in my life for an extended period of time. Now, I know that this is not doable for every person, but if you have PTO or you can, you have a scheduled vacation, I, I'm going to say this really, really strongly, especially for younger people that are all about adventuring and all this stuff on their vacation. If you are in a high stress job, you should not be taking high stress vacations, period. You shouldn't right now. You can't do it because your body needs the rest and needs the time to reflect. And if you're trying to get in like 35 different site visits for different cool places and all this stuff and it's a high schedule, go, 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 you're not actually able to let your brain stop and reflect. And so when you do rest, you have to take the time to understand oh, I didn't realize that this was something that was causing me that issue. And quite honestly, if you can separate from the one stress that's causing you the most issues in your job and just do the rest of your job for a few weeks, you can actually start to articulate when and how the buildup of the stress is happening. And I'm going to give you an example. So there was this time in my life where I was responsible for calling uh, a whole bunch of business customers that had to be notified that the business that they were working with to do their um, websites had not paid their taxes for over 20 years and all of their assets had been uh, seized. And what ended up happening is all of these businesses' websites were on a server that wasn't going to be renewed for hosting. And so every single business had to, on their own, um, pay for new hosting and move their website to a new place so they could keep their website going and all of that. And I had to be the one that was the bearer of bad news that that this was happening. And... uh, It wasn't even like something that I was a part of or the business or whatever. We were just trying to make sure those customers were taken care of for a different business that was in panic mode. And oh my goodness, that was the worst summer I've had in a long time. I wouldn't say of my entire life, but I loved my job at the time. But that summer was a calling and letting people know this bad news and just call after call after call, leaving messages, um, trying to let people know this was happening was incredibly draining. I was so burned out and all the other functions of my job, I, I enjoyed doing except for calling people and letting them know this bad news. It was emotionally exhausting every single day. And I remember coming home and just being so physically drained that I didn't want to do anything but just go to bed. And there was a time where I had to take a vacation and take some time off from that to realize, man, this is not fun. And being able to communicate that with other people and have a plan of ways that I could refresh and take a break were super important during that time because it it was like I learned something about myself right then. This is not what I want to do with the rest of my life. 
I cannot have a job where I have to be the bearer of bad news every single day. And I think that was a good reflection moment for me to realize that I needed that. But I also realized with that whole process that if I need to do those kind of things in order to be successful at a job for the moment, then I need to block a scheduled time to have those calls. And then I need to move on from that and remember and reflect, this is not a reflection of me. I did not do these things. I am not the person responsible for the way that this other person is feeling. And taking that time to process that is so important because if you don't do that, you start taking on that anger of other people and it just is constantly negative and can really feel exhausting over and over again. So if you have to deal with these stressors, you have to block them into a certain time and say, I'm allowed to do these things during this time and then afterwards, I'm done. And you give your body and your brain a break from that activity. So that's a really good way to do it. Um, If it's specifically a person that you have to work with every day where you can see they've just consistently been causing you that stress, I think, first of all, you need to take a step back and realize that whenever you interact with that person, because they have traumatized you, you are automatically going to a place of survival mode Anytime you go back and interact with that person. And what ends up happening in that case is you also can become a person that fuels on more dysfunction if you're not careful. And this is what I'm saying by that. A lot of times if somebody's hurting you over and over again, when you you have this constant sense of an impending explosion that, oh, here we go again, it's going to happen again if I say this then they're going to do this. You you are thinking three steps ahead of that person. And what ends up happening is, first of all, you're not giving that person the benefit of the doubt that they're changing. And second of all, you are causing your reactions to be from that third step you think is going to happen in the future of the survival mode where you're just going to be on the defense, 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 instead of actually interacting with that person where there can be a productive solution. And I know this to be true over and over again because I've done it so many times, especially with somebody who keeps hurting me. And that's where that communication piece needs to happen with that. And also, you need to take a step back and give that person grace and communicate. Because if you're adding to the dysfunction of attacking or being on defense before that person even gets an opportunity to say what they're going to say, you're just adding to it. And so really recognize that this is a two-way street. So if you expect something to happen and that person to get angry in your mind, then you're not giving them the opportunity by listening and giving them the benefit of the doubt. You need to hear them out first. So then If you see a pattern where now you've responded and they are starting to escalate or turn it into um, something where it's your fault or whatever, you can be open with them about the other times you've received this from them. And if you want to do it at the beginning of the conversation, you can. And commonly I see this where somebody's like really expressing like their emotions or whatever. And maybe in the past, they've used that as an opportunity to then manipulate you and say, okay, well now this is what I want you to do for me. And if you see that third step coming of manipulation, sometimes we can get really upset. And so 
You have to back up and either at the beginning of the conversation or before you get to that point where you're seeing the rise, you have to just clarify and say, you know, I want to listen to you. I want to hear what you have to say. But before we have this conversation, I just want to let you know that in the past, this is where this conversation has ended and it's really affected me and my ability to be compassionate towards you as I'm listening. So I just want to get that out of the way that I want to be compassionate and I want to listen to you right now. But if this is going to end the same way, it's not going to be productive for either one of us. So once you have that ground rule in place, it gives that person the opportunity to be heard and it gives you the the boundary of saying, I want to be respectful of you, I want to listen to you. And then once that conversation starts turning to a place where they're going to stress you and they're going to affect you, that's when you can say, hey, remember at the beginning of this conversation, I said, this is what I was uh, concerned about happening. It's starting to happen and here's what I'm feeling. And so either we need to recorrect this conversation in a way that we can be productive again, or I need to disengage from this conversation until a time we can be productive together again. And if you can set those boundaries up, you can avoid becoming stressed out and taking on those things. And in the moment, this is so hard to see that you're doing. But take the time to reflect on those conversations and those relationships because If you can't, you're just going to perpetuate a cycle of lack of compassion, lack of understanding, and you're going to reaffirm to that person that you're willing to engage in dysfunction. And that's not what you want. And ultimately, that's not what they want either. They just sometimes don't know what they want. Okay, so I think that that's a lot of different information. Identify those stressors. Take the time to evaluate them think through exactly what you can say to someone who's stressing you out or take an opportunity to block off tasks that are stressful into certain amounts and then remove yourself from worrying about those things or dealing with those things after a certain time. So if you can put those boundaries in place with people and with tasks, it's going to really help you be resilient overall. Okay, so now I'm going to transition into the gawk portion of this episode. I am notorious, (laughs) notorious for um, not being fully awake in the morning when I get up or um, like when my husband is leaving for work and I just, I don't have a very good sense of balance after I wake up or anything and I just like spill my coffee all the time. <laughs> just it's terrible. And um this last weekend I decided that I was going to go on like a cleaning frenzy and just clean everything, clean the floors, clean the walls and I kid you not, I literally came through my house and found at least <laughs> this is so embarrassing. This is like 10 different places where I had spilled coffee on the walls. <laughs> just because like I tripped going down the stairs or I was not fully awake when I reached for the door handle or like just and I don't know why I'm constantly holding coffee in the morning when these things happen but um yeah if you have this problem too you should just let me know so we can have a nostalgic moment together (laughs) 
Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can now give me a review, Business Talk Sister Grok on Spotify, only on your phone, by the way, not on desktop, unfortunately. But you should do that because I want to see what happens with the algorithm when people start doing it. And then I can let you know what happens when all these reviews start coming in. Thanks for listening and I will see you next week.